So the plan today was to have some clips from yesterday and then have a chat with Dan Phillips about the European Football Championships final. But as you can probably tell from my voice, things did not exactly go as hoped yesterday. I was thinking about um, maybe not even using the clips and just using, I've, I've recorded a short um, Mid-South Moments review, um, which will follow shortly. But I thought as the clips are there, I'll play them. So um, let's go back in time, 24 hours to a happier time. And let's listen to a little bit about yesterday. Um, I'll do a bit of a follow-up and then hopefully for all of you that are absolutely sick of me talking about the European Football Championships, I'll never ever talk about them again. Possibly will with Stuart and Mark next week, uh, but we'll see. So it is currently 3pm on the day of the England versus Italy European Championships final. I'm just about to start getting ready um, to head up to Wembley Stadium later on. We've got about five hours to go till kickoff. I'm not even sure that this recording will, f will actually ever see the light of day if England end up losing this because it's just going to be too devastating to even, I think, look back over you know what this was like before kickoff. This this just feels like it's it's beyond anything I think I've ever experienced in terms of sport. It's it's the sort of stuff that you dreamt of as a kid in terms of England being in a major final. Um, and it's almost it's almost a bit hard to even believe that this is happening at this point. Um, I felt very agitated yesterday thinking about it, and I'm now it's I'm crumbling into a wreck. I'm completely nervous, just yeah, unbelievably nervous. Um, but yeah, the plan is to try and get some some thoughts along the way today, um, and then we will hopefully check back in afterwards. Um, I haven't been victorious, but as you can probably tell from my voice at the moment, confidence levels. I am a natural-born pessimist, uh, being born English and a Fulham supporter, so that's probably not a shock for those who know a bit about football. But yeah, um, I'm feeling it now. The tension is rising. Right, so it's an hour and a half after my first record. I did a little preamble earlier on. Um, I'm here with Dan. Do you want to know? Your, do you want me to say your surname? Dan. Just Dan, not the other Dan that's on the show quite a lot. How are you feeling today, Dan, Dan? Going through weird moments of surprising confidence. Oh, really? Followed by prangs of nervousness. And having just seen the uh, team announcement, now thinking that we're going to have 120 minutes of caginess before penalty <laughs> shootout. Before a, lo a loss on penalty shootout. I feel a little bit better now. And though the sound of this is probably awful because we've got a live band. Why don't you tell the listeners where we are at the moment, Daniel? We are sat outside the old bank, which is an old bank. On a Northcote Road title in pub, yeah, with a little steel band going on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just drinking our first drink of the day, which is quite late considering I think most of central London is absolutely smashed already, isn't it, basically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. We will check in a little bit later on. So it's now 30 minutes for kickoff. We're in Wembley Stadium after an absolutely awful journey. Dan, how are you feeling? Better to be here, but nervous now yeah nervous. it's unseasonably warm given it's just been pissing down with rain so we've got half an hour to go i feel like it's absolutely it's never been more squeaky bum time than it is right now we'll speak to you later talk to me dan it's half time it's one nil to england it's been a torturous first half how you feeling longest first half of my life but i don't know i think we've got this I hope we've got this, but I, yeah, we, I felt like we're hanging on a little bit yeah, towards in, in that first half. But I've never known a football clock go more slowly than that first one. Any any final thoughts before we get on out of here? Hopefully, the next time we'll hear from us, we're on the green and we've won. 
Take me to the green via Sweet Caroline. Take me to the green via Sweet Caroline. So, alas, there was to be no green. Uh, the green, for anyone interested, probably almost no one, is a tiny little area of grass near Wembley Stadium where after England's successful matches previously we would get a couple of beers from the local off-licence and, and sit on this green that makes it sound like this wonderful, lovely place of nature and actually it wasn't that at all. Um, we were just too tense to record after uh, the end of 90 minutes or when it went into extra time, it didn't, didn't really feel right to get the old recorder out and, um, and talk about what was happening. But um, as some of you may know, England lost on penalties last night so Italy were crowned European champions so we did not end 55 years of hurt uh, since our last major tournament victory um, I just want to thank any a few of the people um, particularly based in the States who probably haven't watched too much football I'll even say soccer previously in their lives and um, thanks for the message of support particularly Terry I know that you watched um, some of the final yesterday so thank you we needed all of the all of the good vibes and stuff um, but alas it was not to be our day um, I think if if someone could flick a switch right now and make me not care about football make me not care about England football or Fulham football I probably would take that at this point because it's a bit like um, you've been out on a massive sort of alcohol bender over the weekend and you're like I'm never going to drink again but you know actually the next time that someone asks you to go out you're probably going to end up going out again um, but this one hurt so much that this this uh, this feels like um, I'm sure it probably won't be but this, this does kind of feel like a quite a moment in terms of watching football um but yeah just just unbelievably gutted but that's it for european football chat i think i might mention it once in the upcoming review uh, but thank you all for your continued support of the podcast and we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming from next week South Moments. We're taking this old school today and I am going solo for the July 13th, 1965 episode of Mid-South Wrestling. So Jim Ross and Joel Watts at the desk has, has become the norm in recent times. Ross, who seemed to be talking even faster than usual at absolutely 100 miles an hour, said that the Fantastics would be up against Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Pritchard. Brickhouse Brown and Mark Reagan team up plus Ted DiBiase and Dr. Death are here. Ross said that they also had two singles matches that needed more explanation and Joel said that Duggan was going to wrestle last week but he didn't get the stipulation he wanted. This week, however, Duggan will go up against the Zambui Express and if he beats him, Akbar will be fair game. I wasn't entirely sure what that meant. Joel then went on to talk about Dirty Dutch Mantel's TV title in the previous week against the Snowman um, with the Nightmare having pile-driven Snowman onto the outside. Joel said that the snowman had a brain concussion. I guess that's rather than the elbow or knee concussions that wrestlers often get and would be out indefinitely, but sometimes it's hard to tell with that injury. And Dutch Mantel will be defending the TV title today against Terry Taylor upcoming on the show. 
Ross said that Hacksaw Butch Reed will be back next week and they threw to the Body Works video that we'd seen with Butch a number of months ago now around the time of his original babyface turn. And after the video, Ross said that Reed was hot on the trail of the NWA World Champion. So first up in action, Dirty Dutch Mantel versus Terry Taylor for the TV title. There was a great near fall six minutes in when Mantel had Taylor by the tights and Taylor managed to get out of that. And sadly and predictably, with the ref's back turned, Mantel smashed Taylor with Shoe Baby, hit the MX and won in 6.30. Um, this is a solid TV match to open the show. Um, but again, as I referenced last week, these finishes are starting to get a little bit old now. Next up was Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the Zambu Express. We had a quick promo with Duggan and he said this was America, land of the, th- land of the free and home of the brave. He still had a big bruise around his eye. Um, I presume this was makeup and it was actually pretty well done to be fair. And said that Mid-South had given him their word that if he could beat Zambui, he would get the man that had scarred him for life. He told Akbar that he was in over his head and he better count on his hired help because he couldn't get it done himself. And this is a good promo from Duggan here. Akbar up next and he said there were people all over the world like Kamala and Zambui who were ready to do his business. He added that he previously was North American champion himself and he could still handle his own business though he had found a better way to do it through others. He said America had gone soft and that was why he was the king of Mid-South and that Bill Watts couldn't wipe the egg that he had put on his face. Um, this was good for Akbar, and they built this up like it was a really big deal with Ross doing a good job of selling the stakes and Duggan got a good reaction when he came out. The two brawled at the start, and at 2.23, Duggan charged Zambui, and Zambui flew over the top rope. Duggan then grabbed Akbar and held him into the ring and nailed him with one forearm before Zambui got back in there, and they continued to fight until Kamala came out, and the two of them beat down on Duggan, who won this via DQ in just under three minutes, but that wasn't the end of the story. Um, Joel and Ross did a great job of selling the jeopardy that Duggan was in as, he, as the beatdown continued. Terry Daniels tried to make the save, but as you can guess, he failed. More wrestlers came out to try and help, including Wendell Cooley, but they were deposited with relative ease. Eventually, the crowd started to erupt as Brickhouse Brown, Mark Reagan, and the Fantastics got in there to make the save. Exciting angle again, and it always seems when Duggan and Akbar are involved that the drama certainly goes up a notch. Next up, DiBiase and Dr. Death versus Terry Daniels and Frankie Lane. Before the match, Jake Roberts came out and said he didn't know how long he and the Barbarian had to chase the champions. He said they should put the titles up, and Ted said he got the impression that Jake thought they were scared of him. Sorry, there's a bit of background noise here as one of my cats is going mad on a scratching post and looks like she's about to fall off, which I think would be the second time she's done that during the, the recording of this podcast. Um, anyway, back to uh, Ted DiBiase. Um, he said that he was sick of Jake interfering and coming out and that he doesn't sign the matches, the matchmaker does. If they, were, uh, if they weren't obligated to face Daniels and Lane, then they would face the Barbarian and Jake Roberts right now. Mabel... I'm trying to do a podcast here. Come on. Um, Jake asked that the only two reasons that were keeping them from the match were these two guys. And this is a great line, which I've done no justice to. And basically, this led predictably, but very well done to Barbarian and Roberts taking out Lane and Daniels. Uh, and basically, they were just left there. Um, so the cr- And the crowd was really behind Roberts in this. So DiBiase invited the matchmaker to come in there and confirm the match. He made his way to the ring, which I don't think I'd believe, don't think believe I'd seen before. The matchmaker then, in an extremely slow and painful way, said that he usually doesn't force uh, get forced into any match. And it, but he said the individuals in this match weren't normal. And yes, he's he's basically saying that the title match can go ahead. Um, and the less I see of this guy on screen, the better. Hence, not naming him here. 
Dibiase and Williams then walked off as Snake threw a towel down. This is a weird segment which had its moments, um, but ended with the crowd chanting Jake, Jake in the background. So clearly they're getting behind Roberts in this. Next up, the artist formerly known as The Nightmare, the current North American champion, was up against Wendell Cooley. Ross said that during the match he had been handed a note and that The Nightmare had called a press conference which Ross hoped he would personally be covering next week. There was an awkward moment just under the four minute mark as Cooley went up to the middle rope, slipped and then slipped again when going for something and on the way down he got caught with a stiff looking clothesline to the jaw and then was pile driven for the win for the Nightmare in four minutes. Not much to this but as per usual I thought Cooley looked good for the brief amount of time he was on the offence. Next up, we had the Red Raider and Paul Brown going up against Brickhouse Brown and Mark Reagan, who didn't get quite as good a reaction as they normally do. Joel said that Mark was continually putting on weight in the gym and he thought he would be a big star someday. There was a bit of a mix-up early on in this as Brown took a very awkward bump from a Reagan clothesline. And that's Paul Brown I'm referring to here rather than Brickhouse. Um, basically, there, there was, you know, this, this was a bit of a mess. Brown, Paul Brown, again, was all over the place anytime he was in. Um, and he took a fall after a drop kick in 221. And this, unfortunately, was not too much of a stellar segment, sadly. Next up, Pat Rose versus Al Perez. And they went for the same type of match as they did on Perez's last appearance, with Perez winning in 30 seconds with a belly-to-back suplex. Albeit this week, it was pretty awkward as Ross took a dangerous bump and his shoulders were up for at least half the three counts and not quite the impact as Perez's previous appearance. Um, after the break, Ross said he hopes the viewers would agree that they've seen a great hour of action. We then get a video on the fantastic set to Give Me All Your Loving by ZZ Top. I'm not sure if we've seen this one before, but it was made up mainly of clips we'd actually seen in the past. Um, lots of in-ring stuff, the fantastic guys kissing people in the crowd, some excellent strutting by a pool, and also a phenomenal backflip off a diving board. Uh, we also got Tommy Rogers in a hot tub drinking red wine. I'd, I just thought, surely red wine is an awful choice for a hot tub. Maybe a, maybe a lager, maybe a refreshing rosé or even a white wine, but red wine in a hot tub, not for me. Um, this wasn't the greatest creation of Joel's Mid-South run, but still was solidly entertaining. Um, back to Ross, and they did a bit of a recap over what had gone on, and bizarrely said that Dutch Mantel had had a really impressive victory um, early on against Terry Taylor, even though obviously he'd used the ball whip, and they didn't, they didn't refer to that at all. And they also talked about him being a fighting champion, so I wondered if this was slightly foreshadowing a future face turn here. Um, Joel stumbled a bit uh, next up, as I've just done recapping that, um, and it kind of seemed like they were filling time a little bit. Uh, Joel said that Butch Reed and Dick Murdoch would both be there next week, plus a special visit with country music star Jerry Reed, which I'm personally very much looking forward to. And that is it. The July 13th, 1985 episode of Mid-South Wrestling is in the books. Not a classic, but always good fun. And that is it. That's the last episode of what I'm calling the Euro 2020 runner podcast. And that is now over. And we're back to our regular programming next week with the first of three shows with Stuart Roberts and Mark Dunderdale. And until then, thanks for listening. Yeah, this is Eric Watts. And for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.